want to keep doing what I love and making money doing it. And, you know, super fortunate that that's an option. Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't, I'd have zero problem going and getting a mm -hmm. regular job, mm -hmm. working a good, like hard day's work and then playing for fun. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what it comes down to yeah. is, is the love for it. And for me, when the love goes, like if I stop loving playing music, mm -hmm. I'm going to pack it up. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, when it becomes a job and it's not fun anymore, then I may as well give up. This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. All right, Josh. Um, I'm Mason. Thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me. So we're talking about it just a second ago, but we've known each other for 10 years now. That's weird. Yeah, it's, it's been 10 years. From I L.A. Can't... to, well, U.K. to L.A. to Nashville to, to back to the next? U.K. to back to Nashville. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. So, yeah, thanks for coming on. I want to talk to you about your story today and just kind of, we, we haven't had a whole lot of creatives because, um, you know, we, our company, we do mostly tech stuff, so... It'll be cool to hear about your story. Um, so just, if you don't mind, we'll get started on what do you do? What is your job, Josh? What do you do for a living? I hit things <laughs> with with wood for a living. And is it musical when you do that? <laughs> I mean... It depends. It depends, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I, play, I play the drums. I'm a professional musician. How long have... Um, so it's funny because I, I, I'm... Knowing you for as long as I've known you, I'm kind of forgetting some of these things, but you've told me throughout our relationship. How dare you? I know. I, I should remember these things. When did you start playing drums? You played forever? Since I was three. Really? Like mm -hmm. actually behind a kit playing behind drums? Behind a kit playing drums. That's crazy. My first video, I'm sitting on my dad's lap playing in the studio. Okay, so your dad's a musician too, right? Singer. Mm -hmm. Who else in your family? Like, is that pretty common in your family? Yeah. Because like, there I a lot of musicians. Both my grandfathers were drummers. Oh, really? And then. I never met them. They passed before I was born. So I, I, I think just it's gone on for that. So since three years old, was there a time where you're like, okay, I want to do this forever? Like, did you ever entertain doing a like a something not music? Like, were you kind of no. like, I'm going to do music. This is what I'm going to do. Ever since I was like a kid, I was just like, this is just what I want to do. Like getting a regular nine to five probably was never on your never. radar. That's never. wild. I yeah. never thought that was it. Even in school, teachers are like, that's not realistic. And I was like, well, I'll make it realistic. Yeah. What were, I, again, I, I know the answer to this, but your biggest influence probably playing drums, like musical. Oh, uh, oh geez. You mean like drummer influences? Yeah. Maybe like let's music, start there. Or, yeah. Uh, I loved all the classic rock stuff, man. Like mm -hmm. Jeff Beccaro, Simon mm -hmm. Phillips, all that. Little Toto. Yeah. yeah. And then like, you know, bands like Journey and like all that, that I, I used to watch them live on TV and be like, I want to do that. And you so, see videos of like crowds of people. I'm like, mm. they get paid to do it. And this is before there was a concept of money for me. Mm -hmm. Where I was just like, this is, I just want to have fun. Mm -hmm. Like, even if I wasn't getting paid for it, I'd still go out and play in front of 10 people happily. You know? So that's interesting. I'm going to come back to that here in a second. Um, so what was your first, what was your first gig? What was the first one where you made money? Do you remember? No. Jeez, that would have been a long time ago. High school? No, uh, I remember doing a session when I was younger. Like a studio thing? Yeah, but I think it would have been like 17, 18. Wasn't I think my there first a... tour was 17. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure by the time it was all, all said and done, stuff went so badly on the tour that I think I ended up paying money oh, yeah. <laughs> to stay alive on it. But you were probably thrilled because it's like, I'm on tour in Europe. Yeah, exactly. I'm 17 yeah. and with a bunch of like 30-year-olds playing all... 
I think they're actually mid twenties to like early thirties. They're a good bunch of dudes. Yeah. And we just got on a van and toured. Oh my gosh! Brutal. At seventeen. So did you just graduated high school? No, so I finished. I finished high school at sixteen. They wouldn't let me go. So like in England, you you finish compulsory education at sixteen. Then you've got like an extra two years that they call sixth form, and that's like where everyone goes and gets their A levels, and then they can go on to university, which mm-hmm. is guys like college. Yeah, yeah. Um, they wouldn't let me come back. They're like, nah, you're not coming back to school. Yeah. I was like, damn, okay. okay. I wasn't even that bad, really. Yeah. I, mean, I was probably a little disruptive, but. But to be fair, you knew you were going to play music anyway. Yeah, so and they said, we can't, we can't help you with that. So I was like, okay. So I went to like the UK version of college mm-hmm. for two years, which was a joke. No offense to my college teachers or anything. Like some of them were really cool. Absolute joke. Yeah. Um, and then I just started just doing music. Mm. All right. We'll get into the meat and potatoes just because I know this. But your first large gig was playing drums for One Direction. Mm-hmm. How did you get that one? Uh, word of mouth. Really? This was before social media was like a big, big, big thing. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's it's probably easier to be noticed. Had they had they been on the had they been on the show? Because the, nobody X-Factor. really knew who they were either at the time. In in England, they were already pretty big. Gotcha. But they were on X Factor. I think they came third. They they didn't even win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they became the biggest band of like you know recent history at that time. And you got that gig because you knew somebody that was. I got that gig down to Facebook. Okay. So actually, I just said it wasn't social media. It was legit social media. I added somebody randomly on Facebook that a buddy told me to add. Mm. And I did. And he hit me up one day and was like, hey, so I know. Um, I think he'd seen that I played drums for a UK artist, um, a rapper called Skepta, who's killing it now. He's mm. doing so. I mean, he was killing it then, too. Um, and he's like, hey, you kind of look. You have the boy band look. Mm-hmm. Would you be up for playing on TV this weekend? I was like, let's do it. Got that. Yeah, did that. pretty wild. It was crazy, man. I went yeah. from like having like nothing to do to playing on TV. I was like, this is cool. So it's like, mm-hmm. I get to be on TV. You know, mm-hmm. everyone wants to be on TV at some point in their life. And I was like, this is really great. Didn't think anything more. And then I got a call one day from the MD, John, just being like, you want to try out for the band? And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I was curious about. I asked that because how'd you get the gig? Because I mean, I'm curious on what other people that might want to jump into, a, like maybe somebody that's a young musician now that wants to, pursue it as a career like what's a good way for them to get in front like because i know i've talked about this some but kylie she always talks about as a professional singer like just truthfully say yes to everything but you actually like reached out to somebody and said like hey like just just in any way i'm just curious on what Mm. your advice might be for people that want to want to maybe get into the music maybe a young drummer yeah yeah, yeah. a young guitarist or whatever how do they what's the what can they do now to like try to get up in the music business. I'd still say play as much as possible and get mm-hmm. out there. People want to be able to see that you can play, obviously. And now, like back when that was it, you know, YouTube was just a thing and I'd put stuff up on YouTube, but like, how do you get people to watch that? Mm-hmm. Well, you got to, you know, play relevant songs. And I'll like, I'm even doing it now where I'll go on and I'll do covers of like random songs yeah. and stuff just because content is king. You want to keep making like, content. Totally. It's that like, that phrase out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Mm. Like if you want to be in a particular field, I mean, we even tell these people in tech, like if there's something you know you want to do, like get as close to the people that are doing it now as you possibly can. Yeah. It's like maybe in maybe in like a local city, we used to do this in LA a lot, but mm. maybe go to a local jam, just go meet people, things Think, like that. Things like that, or like here in Nashville, mm. writers Nashville. rounds, mm. you get a lot of people, you know, there's so many incredibly talented musicians 
Mm-hmm. And there's so many incredibly talented songwriters and musicians who will never leave their bedroom mm-hmm. because they don't put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. And like, you just got to, you know, push and just be like, cool, I'm going to go and knock on every damn door I can find. Mm-hmm. And one will open and that will, you know, I'll take that as far as it goes. And then we do the same thing again. And maybe because you mentioned it, I guess maybe because now people can use YouTube more or whatever. So just film as much as possible if you can. Social you media know. is everything. Yeah. I mean, like I literally yesterday watched there's a video there's this dude, he's 11 years old, just shredding on the drums. And mm-hmm. people are watching his videos. I'm like, this dude's going to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, give him seven years when he's 18 and can go and play in clubs and stuff. Or, oh, 21, it's here, isn't it? So mm-hmm. when he gets old enough, he'll have gigs because there's eyes on him and he mm-hmm. can play. And I'm saying, like, that's the same thing. If you, you know, you just got to put yourself out there. Because it's such a hard, gosh, <laughs> making your way making money in the music industry is it's tough insane it's tough yeah Dude, even even for like me now especially after coming off the one direction gig like getting work getting on tours getting stuff like people just think oh it's super easy now like one mm-hmm. one once you've done one thing you move on to the next mm-hmm. it's great and then a pandemic happens and then mm-hmm. suddenly everyone's on level playing fields everybody's looking for a gig everyone's doing things so how do right. you stand out how do mm-hmm. you how do you say hey i'm here do you suggest because uh, I remember in college, the thinking was try to be pretty good at as many styles as possible. Or or the other line of thinking is, or you could just get really good at one style. What do you like? Because uh, I know you play like basically everything, but what I do try, you think about that? I try and I just love music. I love making music. Mm-hmm. So I just try and play as much of everything as I can mm-hmm. to a certain degree, especially as a session player. Like I love doing studio stuff and live stuff. I want an artist to be able to go, hey, this is the kind of music I play. Would you be down to come and do it? And I wouldn't freeze and go, I don't mm-hmm. know how to play metal. I don't know how to play whatever it is. You want to have like a basic understanding of it all mm-hmm. to enough where you're like, you know, I can confidently get past whatever's there yeah, and then just build on it. But yeah, I think, you know, it's great. There's some drummers who and musicians or even just people in music that are great at one thing and they're killer at that mm-hmm. and they'll go on and be super successful doing that. And if that's what you want to do, that's great. Or if you want to try and be a session person, like mm-hmm. I'm trying to be, is you, you just try and do as you know. You can never stop learning. I feel like the moment you stop and go, well, I'm great at this, and I'm going to stick to this. Like you get stale, mm, dude. That's brilliant. We were actually talking to a CEO of a, uh, I think it was it was Robbie Allen. He has a healthcare company here in town. He mm-hmm. said the same thing. So it's mm-hmm. wild that kind of like in any industry, this like continuous learning is so key. That's funny you said that. Yeah, I feel like as soon as somebody thinks they're like you know, Billy Big Balls, mm-hmm. somebody who's like, learn everything and I'm the man, mm-hmm. look at me or the woman. And, you know, I feel like everyone just goes, yeah, cool. Yeah, like, yeah. totally. Ego. And I think too, uh, obviously my mind's thinking tech, but you've always been really good. You can play a lot of instruments, actually. A lot of people may not know that, but you also can record yourself. Mm. That's huge. Like you can run Pro Tools and Logic. Yeah. Would a, you suggest young people? Oh man, you got to learn that stuff. now. I feel right? like it's made me a better drummer. Mm-hmm. Learning how to record, learning what to do, what not to do, yeah. how to make things better. And plus, mm-hmm. like we're all guilty of it. We'll get on a kit or music or whatever and just overplay everything mm-hmm. and be like, "There's a space here. I'm going to go ballistic, and mm-hmm. it sounds really cool." And the average listener will go, "The hell was that? <laughs> what are you doing?" That sounded like mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounded terrible. Yeah. And that's the thing. So you just kind of learn. It's all learning. You learn mm-hmm. more every single, every single time you do something out of your comfort zone. You progress. You, you keep growing. You keep learning. Yeah, that makes sense. So when you're, since you can produce, 
that translates to a live thing, you're probably thinking about it as a producer rather than just like a drummer, right? You're probably thinking like, this is a song structure. Maybe I shouldn't chop right here or whatever. Yeah. Well, I've noticed most well, nine out of 10 sessions, they just want you to play what's right for the song. And then a few takes, they'll be like, just go, just go nuts. Give mm-hmm. us something fun. Mm-hmm. I'd rather that than get in there, go ballistic, and then they go, Oof, never yeah, hiring this guy again. Like, he's again. gone way yeah. too, like, way too much. Mm-hmm. No, so that's yeah, it's the same thing. That's valuable for young drummers. Okay, the thing that I, I know I wanted to ask you because I said we'd come back to it. Has it been funky? Me and Kylie talk about this a lot. But has it been, and uh, we did it with Matt Porteous too on this podcast, transitioning, you started playing drums at three, and then it had become the way that you make money. So it's something you've loved mm. that then turned into like, this is because you're married now, going to have kids at some point. Mm. It's like, now it's the pressure of this is what I love, but now I've got to like make money with it. <laughs> yeah. Is that weird? Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's two sides of it. There's like pressure of, especially in our world, where it's like, you know, if you're not on a big ass gig, mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, cool. I need to do this and this and this because I got bills. I got mm-hmm. things I need to do. You got a mortgage, you got whatever. Mm-hmm you got kids to look after. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's pressure in that. And you're thinking, well, I want to keep doing what I love and making money doing it. And, you know, super fortunate that that's an option. Mm-hmm. But if it wasn't, I'd have zero problem going and getting a mm-hmm. regular job, mm-hmm. working a good, like, hard day's work, and then playing for fun. Yeah. And and that's kind of what it comes down to Yeah, is, is the love for it. And for me, when the love goes, like, if I stop loving playing music, mm-hmm. I'm going to pack it up. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like... When it becomes a job and it's not fun anymore, then I may as well give up because I'll make shitty music Mm -hmm. and I won't, you know, passion comes across and stuff. And when you're just doing something for a paycheck, it comes across it. Your heart's not not in it. Sounds bad. That's why tons Mm -hmm. of bands and artists, you you know, you listen through through the years and their early work is so good. Mm -hmm. And then they just kind of, they're like, I'm just going to follow the paycheck and they do things and people lose. They're like, that's not great. Yeah. And it's not that the artist isn't great. The artists are amazing. They've written some incredible things or whatever, but you can just tell like then then heart's not in it the same way when they were hungry, you know, and it's the same with, yeah. with music, like it, musicians. It translates to a lot of the stuff we talk about on this podcast. So that's pretty profound. Mm. It's like in anything, like you do have to wait, like, dude, do I love doing this? Like, or is it just, I just got an offer for a ton of money, right? Because if yeah. it only becomes about that, like we talk a lot about, um, or CEOs of people we interview, or, or guests that we interview talk a lot about making sure that they're providing like a work-life balance. And mm. that's the same kind of thing. Like they're just doing it for the money, it gets tough. So that's, it's cool that you translate that yeah. into some of the music. I mean, I can't tell you how many people in my life I've known who are about to get a huge promotion. And they're about to make a ton more money mm-hmm. and they turn it down. They mm-hmm. go, I don't want the stress mm-hmm. of running up to this next pay bracket. Mm-hmm. I don't want the stress that it comes with that. I want my free time. Yeah. I want to be able to spend time with my kids and do all that. And that's right. So many people won't ever understand that because they're like, well, you can make over six figures doing this. Whereas before, you know, it's a big jump. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's just more to life than, than money. That's good, man. So it's like, yeah, it's just finding that, that balance. But I mean, as you said, you have kids. Mm-hmm. Are you going to want to go and tour mm-hmm. a ton and be away 10 months of the year? It makes it kids? harder. Like, mm-hmm. That's tough. That's where these questions get asked of like mm-hmm. how much do i love doing this is it enough to mm-hmm. sacrifice you know watching your kids grow old or spending time with your right. family or or whatever so yeah but on crazy. the on the flip side it's that dude when you can get a paycheck for like 
what was once a hobby and something you love yeah. that feeling's like there's nothing like that too, it's right? it's the best thing ever mm-hmm. and then also because there's been a huge pandemic when no one's been able to do anything mm-hmm. it makes totally. it even sweeter when you do go back out on the road like yeah. i went on the road last last month mm-hmm. it was the first time since 2019 i've been out playing shows mm-hmm. and i was like I just remembered, like, it's almost like a rekindling happened where I was like, I love this. This is why I do this. Genuinely, we're yeah. playing to, like, two, 300 people, mm-hmm. max. Mm-hmm. And the artist was great. The, the vibe was great. And I was like, I remember why I love touring. Yeah, now. that's cool. And, like, I I would quite happily do this. And I would quite happily raise a child in that environment, yeah. too, you know? You're like, I'm back. I'm, I'm back. back. That's awesome. More. So what what's next? What do you want to do next? What's keep keep. Keep touring. Keep keep touring. Yeah, I'm, uh, mm-hmm. now the world's opening up. Mm-hmm. A lot more people are, are like, you know, figuring out going out on the road mm-hmm. and doing all yeah, that. So just kind of people are booking it. in general more now, right? Yeah, so I'm kind of up for whatever. Okay, so if somebody wants to book you and they happen to hear this podcast, how can how can they get in touch with you? Just Instagram. DM me. Twitter. Twitter. Instagram. Josh Devine. Drums. Josh Devine drums on all of them. Mm-hmm. I think wait, uh, TikTok's like. Not the drums, but maybe it's the drums. I can tell you right, I right now. I think you're easy to find. I'm super easy to find. Let me just... Music. Josh Divine Drums. Yeah, at... Josh Divine Drums. Perfect. So just DM you on one of those? Just hit me up. I don't know that we have a lot of... Uh, we need to get some more like uh, music fan base, though. But yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Uh, well, hey, if there's any big CEOs that, that there you go. just want me to come and drum in their office, like, let's on, go. I'll make some noise. There is. I do know someone that does, like, <laughs> motivational speaking for, like, businesses, but he plays drums. It's bizarre. That's pretty great. He's in Asheville. Yeah. I would love that. Imagine you talk to them, you see people get a little bit sleepy in the rows, you know, they're kind of, like, zoning, zoning out, and you go sit on the drum kit and just smash for a bit. Yeah. Wake them all up. Yeah, some, like, accountants, like, whoa, what's happening yeah. right now? Loud you know noises. <laughs> exactly. Great. I'm in for that. Dude, thanks for coming on. It's been cool. Thanks for having me. Love you, dude. You too, Awesome. Appreciate you.